and everybody said, Amen. For the last several weeks, brothers and sisters, we have been uh, setting our focus on great prayers of great Old Testament saints and stalwarts. The aim of such an exercise or such study was to inspire you to stretch your faith, to reach beyond your grasp, to press forward to greater heights in God, to seek to accomplish greater things through prayer. Jabez prayed that he asked the Lord to enlarge his coast. Isaiah encouraged us to lengthen our cords and to strengthen our stakes because the Lord is going to break forth on every side. Paul said, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth to those things which are before, he was pressing towards the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus, Philippians 3, 13 and 14. These great prayers by great Old Testament stalwarts are meant to challenge us to stretch our faith from what is now little faith to what is becoming great faith. And so tonight, we will be looking at a portion of scripture in Genesis chapter 24. You may wish to reach for your Bible, to pick up your pen or pencil and some paper, and be prepared to jot down anything that the Spirit may speak to your heart about that you would like to review or to reconsider. So we're ready to go. The great prayer of Abraham's servant, who was sent on a mission to find a suitable bride for Isaac, Abraham's son. That is our um, that is the focus of our study tonight here in Genesis chapter 24. The chances of this man's trip being successful uh, in the natural was very slim. Like the proverbial expression, seeking for a needy in a haystack. So we see this account here in Genesis 24 where this man was to go out to a far country and to find a bride for his master's son. Abraham was now well advanced in years according to Genesis chapter 24 and verse number 1. According to, uh, he was probably around 140 years old. And no doubt, he was wondering about the question as the succession, he was concerned that all families of the earth must be blessed through him, according to Genesis chapter 12 and verse number 1. Abraham was also concerned that his only son, Isaac, the lawful heir, um, was now grown has now grown into a young man and he's uh, about 40 years old. 
Abraham, a Canaanite daughter-in-law, was not on Abraham's agenda for this son of promise. The debt to idolatry was the only lifestyle the Canaanites knew at that time. Human sacrifice, including child sacrifice, idol worship, doctrines of demons, were all part of the routine Canaanitish devotion. Abraham knew that such behavior only attracted the judgment of God and certain damnation. For Isaac to marry a Canaanite would frustrate the plan of God. Abraham, therefore, did everything in his power to avert, to avert such a collision, such a calamity, or such a catastrophe. Let this be said here at this point, that whoever has a desire to walk in the straight and narrow way will do well to find a partner who is like-minded. For Amos asked in Amos chapter 3 and verse number 3, how can two walk together except they agree? So according to Genesis 24, 1 to 9, the servant gave a solemn undertaking to Abraham that he would go in search of a bride for Isaac among the family of the kindred of Abraham in the region of Haran in Mesopotamia. It was a journey that spreading over a distance of four to five hundred miles. It would take several days, but Abraham insisted that everything humanly possible was to be followed to make God's plan materialize, that through his seed all the families of the earth will be blessed. The Savior of the world was Jew to come out somewhere along this Abrahamic line. And Abraham was not prepared to interfere uh, or prostrate, interfere with or prostrate the plans of God. Fully aware of the seriousness and sacredness of his mission, the servant set out with all the resources necessary for his journey to be successful, except he was going in search of a bride for Isaac. He took with him ten camels, gold, silver, food and other supplies, attendants, and everything necessary to bring him to his destination and to bring him back. Abraham gave him words of encouragement in verse 7 of Genesis. 
encouragement before you set out on a journey. We need people who are encouragers. And those who are not encouragers, we encourage you to become an encourager because there's so many in our world today in need of some form of encouragement. The old songwriter says, make me a blessing. So friend, brother, sister, be a blessing. The servant knew the power of prayer. He selected a spot that fell uh, that felt right and looked right. He was conscious that he was not alone in this venture. Then he prayed a prayer in chapter 24, verse 12 to 15. And I would like to read that prayer for you because that is the focus of our study tonight. Genesis 24, 12 to 15. And he, that is the servant, said, O Lord God of my master Abraham, Please give me success this day and show kindness to my master, Abraham. What a prayer. It's going all right. We should all pray prayers like these. Behold, here I stand by the well of water, and the daughters of the men of the city are coming out to draw water. Now, let it be that the young woman to whom I say, please let me, uh, please let down your pitcher that I may drink. And she says, drink, and I, will, I, I also will give your camels to drink. Let her be the one you have appointed for your servant Isaac. And by this, I will know that you have shown kindness to my master. Uh, let me read verse 15. And it happened before he had finished speaking. I like that. Before he had finished speaking, that behold, Rebecca, who was born to Bethuel, son of Milcah, the wife of Nahor, Abraham's brother came out with her picture to draw uh, on her shoulder. Now the young woman was very beautiful to behold, a virgin. No man had known her. And she went down to the well, filled her picture, and came up. And the servant ran to meet her and said, Please, let me drink a little water from your picture. So she said, drink my Lord. Then he quickly let, rather, then she quickly let her picture down to her hand and gave him a drink. And she, uh, when she had finished giving him a drink, she said, I will draw water for your camels until they have finished drinking. 
pondering at her remained silent so as to know whether the Lord had made his journey prosperous. So it was when the camels had finished drinking that the man took a golden nose ring weighing half a shekel and the two bracelets for her wrist weighing ten shekels of gold and said, Whose daughter are you? Tell me, please, is there room in your father's house for us to lodge? And she said to him, And the daughter of Bethuel, Milcah's son, whom she bore to Nahor. Moreover, she said to him, We have both straw and feed enough and room to lodge. I'll stop there because it gives us the essence of the whole line of prayer that this servant uh, demonstrated on that notable day. So, the servant knew the power of prayer and from the prayed he prayed, prayer, from the prayed he prayed, he prayed, we could understand that he knew something about talking to God and setting um, marks. A number of interesting elements stand out in this great prayer, and we'd like to look at these elements tonight. One, the servant honored the Lord God of his master Abraham. Here, this man was a servant in Abraham's household, and he must have observed that Abraham lived a life close to God in his home. And this is so important. Clearly, Abraham's lifestyle testified to this servant. The servant was able to read that Abraham's life was writing. What a wonderful testimony. Next, the servant prayed for success. He prayed that he would have God's speed. He would have early success. That very soon, shortly, his prayer will be answered. He didn't have all the time in the world. He needed an answer from God. And he needed it like yesterday. The servant acknowledged that his success would be his boss's success. He said, show, dear God, show kindness to me and to my master, Abraham. He was praying. And as much as he had to find the answer, get the answer, get the bride, he was thinking of his master, Abraham how his heart would be set at ease if this prayer, that the servant prayer prayed, is answered. Then the servant set a specific marker as an indication uh, that the answer he received was indeed from God. He set a specific marker that would indicate the answer he received was from God. 
the name of Gideon, he put out a fleece. But this man was saying, the lady that will be my master's uh, daughter-in-law must fulfill this requirement. And what was that requirement? The young lady had to be willing to show hospitality to a total stranger. And she must volunteer to water not just one camel, but all the camels, ten of them. It is, a com it is common knowledge that camels can dispose of a lot of drinking water. Because of their make makeup, they have a lot of storage space within them. And they don't just drink because they are thirsty, they drink because they would like to store up some of that water for the days of need. For we all know that they can make long journeys without having the need for water. So this part of the man's prayer that this young lady would provide these camels with water contained an impossible proposition. But we must remember that God is a specialist in impossibilities. With him, all things are possible, and he can do what no other one can do. In this prayer, an element of improbability, yea, impossibility, Rears its head. And I would like to challenge you at this time to look at your own problem. Is there an element of impossibility in your problem? Is there some little voice whispering the back of your ear and telling you it can't be done or this is not going to happen? Or this is impossible. Let us rather hear the word of God instead of that little discouraging voice. Believe for all things, yes, all things are possible to those who believe. Be a believer in whatever the word of God is saying to you. Just believe. All things are possible. The servant asked in prayer that a tender young lady would volunteer to water a pack of camels. And God made that happen to the consternation of Abraham's servant. The servant did not even complete his prayer. This is the case of before we call, he will answer, and while we're yet speaking, he will hear Isaiah 65 and 24. And it happened that before he had finished speaking, that behold, Rebecca came out with her picture on her, her shoulder. God is about to do a great thing. And 
I say to you, wouldn't this be wonderful if while we are making requests to God, the answer is right there before us? Wouldn't it be wonderful if while we're asking God for the return of a grandson, that the grandson would be knocking at his mother's door? Wouldn't it be wonderful if when we ask God for healing of that pain, that disease, that sickness, when we look down, it is suddenly gone? God is a God of miracles. And with God, nothing shall be impossible. You said, oh, we've seen so many things take a long time and they're still waiting for fulfillment. Still believe, beloved friend, don't give up on God. For one day, suddenly, there will come a sound of victory, a sound of healing, a sound of deliverance for you and for those that you're looking out for. God is able. He is a God of great ability. Don't underestimate his power. But believe. So, Rebecca came out with her picture on her shoulder. And um, her coming there was in perfect timing. She was at a perfect location, the well. She made a perfect connection because she was a relative to Abraham's family. She had the right attitude. She was hospitable when a stranger asked her for a drink of water. She had the right disposition, taking on camels, taking on a challenge. She wasn't lazy. She never backed off from a challenging situation. Nobody asked her to, to water the camels, but she just volunteered, and I believe it was, it was in her and people who are willing to work have something inside of them telling them, don't be afraid to work the works of God. There's a scripture somewhere in the book of Psalms that says, my people shall be willing in the day of my power. What happens is God puts power inside of you to get a difficult job done. And you don't back off from difficult situations. You say, is this the challenge? I'll take it on in Jesus' name. And you know what? God is going to help you. And when you're done, you will be surprised that you were able to do it. She was being led of God into her wonderful destiny. God would help her. God would make her and give her a place in the history of the nation of Israel. God would use her eventually to be a channel of blessing. She would become the mother of a son by the name of Jacob. And God would introduce himself to many people down the line by saying, and the God of Abraham, Isaac, and guess who? Jacob, the son of Rebekah. A man's gift, a 
you to sacrifice to him and he doesn't bless you in return. He will, he will, he will. Some of you are naturally gifted by the grace of God. Let God use you uh, and use your gift as such. Others of you have to cultivate gifts that would be a blessing to the kingdom of God. Let God help you in the area of your need. He will change you and he will make you what he wants you to be. He maybe has, has put you in a position where you could be a blessing to other people. But you say, I am not the type. But God could make you the type so that you could be a blessing to others. Rebecca walked into her blessing. Willingness, obedience could cause you to walk into your blessing. May this happen to you tonight. May this happen to you in the rest of your life. Abraham's servant was amazed at how fast and how accurately his prayer was answered. Everything fell into place. The servant's testimony was this, and if anybody knows me well, they will know that this is my favorite uh, horse to ride. Genesis 24-27 I being in the way the Lord led me. We cannot afford to be out of the way. We cannot afford to miss the way. We need to put ourselves in the place where God can use us. Lots of people have ability but when it comes to availability, they don't have that. You must have ability and available availability. I, being in the way, the Lord led me. By faith, you are in the way tonight. You are in a position now where God could make you a blessing. Just tell him, Lord, make me a blessing. You say, but I don't know where you will put me. Lord, make me a blessing. When you say that, he is going to gently lead you into the place where he wants you to be. The precious blood of Jesus Christ is performing a cleansing work in your life and mine, even at this moment. The blessed Holy Spirit is hovering over your life for good. And the word of God is before you. It is in your heart. You, like Abraham's servant, you are in the way, God's way, God's steps. You are in the right, on the right pathway for God to use you and make you a blessing. Abraham's servant accomplished his mission through answered prayer. God led him to the bride for Isaac. God will lead you to the fulfillment of the desires he has planted in your heart. My God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory. Notice a few things as we come to
is not mentioned at all in this chapter and in his effort to seek a bride for Isaac. Scholars believe he is a type of the Holy Spirit. This Eliezer is a type of the Holy Spirit and we know that the Holy Spirit is self-defacing. He seeks always to glorify Christ, the Lord. So Eliezer, his name is in the background, but his ministry as a servant is there in the foreground. Fourteen times in this chapter, he's referred to as servant. Lots of people don't enjoy serving. They prefer to be served. But Jesus taught us that service is a mark of the true disciple. He that will be the greatest among you must be the least or the lesser. The mission of the servant, secondly, uh, is to find a bride for the son of his master. The mission of the servant is to find a bride for the son of his master. The Holy Spirit is drawing men and women and children to Christ, gathering them, preparing them for the day when they will be presented to the Father, Revelation 19, 7 and 8. That says, let us rejoice and be glad and give him glory for the marriage of the lamb has come and his wife has made herself ready um, and to her it was granted to be arrayed in fine linen clean and bright for the fine linen is the righteousness of the saints Eliezer was out to find a bride for Isaac. The Holy Spirit is out to gather a bride for the day of the Lord's great supper. Next, the question was put to Rebecca. Will you go with this man? Chapter Genesis 24, 24 Genesis 24 and 458. Will you go with this man? And all she said was three words. I will go. The time is coming and coming soon when the trumpet will sound and the mighty voice will fill the air saying, come up, come away, escape, evacuate. That would be the voice of Christ. And when he says, come up, there'll be no time for anyone to say, well, give me a few moments to consider it. Let me think about it. No, when they asked Rebecca, will you go with this man? She said, I will go. When Jesus comes, there wouldn't be time for any consideration. 
time you must consider is now. Will you go with him? Do you want to be with him forever? Would you say yes to him? I will go, you will say. No child of God will ask for time to consider. Each one of us will respond, I will go. Here I am, ready to go. The prayer of Jesus, that many will believe on the gospel preached by the disciples, will be answered. And all God's children will be gathered home to be with him forever. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Jesus said, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. Eliezer was successful in his venture, and the Holy Spirit is successful in his effort to draw men to Christ. For here we are tonight, sitting at the feet of Jesus, listening to the Word of God, recommitting our lives to Him who saved us and washed us in His blood. Here we are, the peace of God is flooding our soul. And the blessing of God is resting upon us. We have no regrets serving Jesus. We're glad that day, that moment, we made that decision. For it is joy and glory just to walk with him. Let us thank him at this time. Father, we thank you tonight for this story of Eliezer seeking a bride for Isaac. We are reminded of our own lives, the day when the Holy Spirit came and drew us to Calvary, drew us to the cross, drew us to the scene of the empty tomb, and drew us to the feet and the nail-pierced hands of Jesus Christ, our Lord. And like Thomas, we said, my Lord and my God. We thank you for this experience, Father. And we pray that many, many more will be drawn by the Holy Spirit. Send a great revival that will touch the hearts of men and women and bring them into the kingdom of God. Thank you for each person in the house tonight. Thank you for each home represented here. Thank you for each miracle that you have already wrought in lives. And thank you for the miracles that are being wrought even right now. Lay your hand upon each one of these, your children, Father. Bless them. Let their chains fall off. Let their hearts be warmed with your presence. Let their tears be dried. And, oh God, put a smile on their face and a spring in their steps. In Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen.